Cinnabuds, Cinnabuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Welcome, everyone. I'm Christopher Pollard from Milwaukee Film. I'm Dory Zori from 88.9. And this is Cinnabuds. And this week on Cinnabuds, we are talking about Creed 3. Curious what happened with you two? I didn't tell you. We was like brothers. I was the best though. Man, I never got a chance to prove that. That's cute. Hey, hey, what you doing, man? Hey, hey, hey. I know what you're doing, Donnie. You don't owe this dude nothing. Damien's fighting the world and he's trying to hurt people. I vouch for you. You think you mad? Try spending half your life in a cell. Why did somebody else live your life? I'm coming for everything. You threatening me? Creed 3 is the third, as you might expect from the title, in the series of Creed films. You're uh, so good with math. I know. I'm really good at noticing the clues. Michael B. Jordan as Adonis Creed is back. He's in retirement. Or is he? Mm, so I have not seen Creed 1 or 2. I knew you were going to say that because I also have not seen Creed 1 or 2. But with that being said, oh my gosh, I loved this movie. Yeah. I loved it for a lot of different reasons. It made me want to go back and see 1 and 2. Ditto. Because obviously he's been through a lot of stuff before this thriving after boxing career. Yeah. You know, he's a big part of this gym and they give some flashbacks enough to give context. But man... When his childhood friend and former boxing prodigy resurfaces, yeah. all all bets are off for yeah. like a cushy life. The bad guy, sort of, is played by Jonathan Majors. Oh my goodness. Who I'm going to talk about excessively in the podcast because I'm a little obsessed with him. What I'm going to talk about in the podcast is Michael B. Jordan next level with some of his acting from the stuff he's done so far, even though I think he's been great in a right. lot of films and the TV series he's been in. But there were so many moments between the two of them, close-ups on the faces, not yeah. a lot of words, but so much being said. And, I agree. And then they did really cool stuff with sound design in this, too, that we could talk about in oh, the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Boxing movies in general, I have thoughts on. Mm -hmm. And I think that may be why I didn't watch the first two yet. Yeah, I feel the same way. I probably didn't see the first couple because boxing, I just don't get into it. I'm very affected physically by oh, yeah. watching people punch each other. But the way that they filmed this, I feel like not only do I have a deeper understanding of boxing being more than just people punching each other, yeah. but I'm going to say they did it in a beautiful, thoughtful and yeah. very artistic way. Agreed. We're not going to tell you anything else. You got to come it. back. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you better stick around. Do you want to know the secret behind the programming you love? It's all funded by the honor system. As a public radio station, we're based on a very simple model. We try to do something meaningful, connecting with you through music and stories. And then we count on those who appreciate what we do to show their support. Are you one of them? Show your support by visiting RadioMilwaukee.org and joining today. And we're back. We're back. Talking about Creed 3. Yeah. I don't think you need to see 1 and 2 to enjoy Creed 3, but True. I definitely am excited to go back and see the backstories that led up to this yeah. beautiful movie. Wonderfully acted yeah. by everyone involved, 
but can we talk about the fight, the actual boxing and yeah. the art that they did behind it? Yes. I like boxing movies, but I don't think I'm drawn to them in the same way I'm, let's say, drawn to martial arts movies. Martial arts movies often are very fantastical sometimes. Sometimes they're more like the competition-based ones. But for some reason, the fighting in there is more choreographed. Not, boxing ones are too, for sure. But there's a lot of options with martial arts. And it's fast. But when you see boxing movies, again, choreography is really good, but it really makes you feel tired and beat down. Yes. It's the big swings. It's the constant pummeling. It's all in such close quarters. Not so much flying around, jumping around. It's like you're right in there. So I feel like that had never appealed to me as much. But obviously the best boxing movies make that look beautiful. I remember seeing Rocky movies when I was yeah. younger and maybe I was too young to notice the nuances or maybe that wasn't part of it. But do you think that the fight scenes in this movie were so wonderfully directed because it was directed by Michael B. Jordan? Probably. This was his first, right? His this first... is his first directorial debut. Whoa. Yeah, it was very impressive. He's very talented. And I know he had stuff to say about the boxing sequences, too. Is that what we're leading to? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what he said about it, but I... So for those of you who saw it, I'm thinking about a couple things in general. Like, the, the scene when he was boxing and all of a sudden, like, they're boxing in this huge outdoor stadium oh, yeah, yeah. and then you could just tell like they're just all of a sudden from being in this crowd of everyone screaming they're just zoned in on each other two former friends and brothers yeah. battling it out and not in a good way for this title but then all of a sudden the crowd literally disappears yeah. and what they do with the camera work and the noise and even the colors yeah. of the backgrounds that they put in it is a beautiful piece of art yeah it was really impressive. That that's it's most impressive because, like I was saying, it's like you have very few options when you're doing a boxing yeah. scene, seemingly. But then he comes out and does this. I read something briefly that he said his love of anime helped him direct this scene. <gasps> yes, which does make yes. sense after seeing. And I was like, oh, I get it. It's not like cartoony at all, but no. some of the angles and like this, like you said, the sound. I feel really. I was like, oh, that makes sense, and very in like. What a subtle way to bring in something as big and colorful as that into something serious and like really intense. And I feel like, like super boxing fans aren't going to be put off with it. It doesn't take it no. too far out of like the ring, so to speak. Right. The sound design, though. So I saw this in a movie theater and I saw it with the maximum digital Dolby whatever yeah, right. was happening. And it reminded me a lot when they were in their big match at the end, because there's a lot of boxing, but it was really between the two main characters that I noticed this more, the sounds of breathing and yeah. punching, but not just kind of like we talked about with Black Swan, right? Like all of a sudden, all you're right. hearing is really what those two are hearing with each other when they're tuning right. everything else out. So it's they're breathing, but it's also like you see someone kind of make a move and then you hear their opponent go, Huh. Yeah. Or like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> yeah, right. And that, I think, those little touches is what turned this into like a movie that was good to a movie that I thought was great yeah. to watch. Yeah, I agree. And it's bookended by these two big fights with Michael B. Jordan. Uh, but you also see Jonathan Majors in the middle of the film a lot. But both of all of them are really well done, each for its own moment. Jonathan Majors. Oh, I love him. So, 
we did a Cinebuds about Last Black Man in San Francisco, the first time I'd seen him. And he played this small, quirky, nerdy character, awkward, mm-hmm. really such a fun and interesting character. And then he kind of blows up not long after that. And he's playing like very hero-y kind of characters. So he's just like, he still does really well and he has these nuances. But, you know, he's more on the big, you know, the leading man kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But in this movie, I thought he had a little bit of throwback to that first quirky character. Because he plays someone who's been in jail his whole life. So mm-hmm. he's not socialized in the same way because he went when he was a kid. Right. So he's awkward when he comes out. He's determined but still, he has that social distance from people. But he's also charming at the same time. Yeah. When he wants to be. Yep. I thought this was one of the coolest performances and more subtle performances of his that I've seen in a long time. But every time I hear that he's in a movie, I get excited. I just find him a very impressive actor. That is how I feel moving forward now, actually, with both of these actors. I think yeah. they're going to do so much cool stuff in their lifetime. And the movie itself, you know, the boxing obviously is a huge part of it, but it's a story about kind of friendship and lost time and trying to make up for like he, his character before he went to jail was like, he could have been a humongous boxer and his life would have been in a totally different direction. So how do you get that back in, you know, what are your expectations you put on people and what do you blame them for? It made me think about stuff in my life. Like, You know, the choices that you make and unfortunate things that happen and trying to get back time is really hard and it's hard to navigate that. I can't imagine coming out of prison for 18 years and then just trying to slide back into the life that you could have had. Yeah. And that's a great sign that you can relate to what is ostensibly the villain. Yes. But it's a testament to the writing that Mm -hmm. the villain isn't just all bad or all good, you know. Right. There's a lot of complexities, and I like how they ended it, for sure. So much. Mm-hmm. Um, between the two of them. So it's great. And like like you were saying, I, I agree about Michael B. Jordan. I thought this was, like, slightly a next step, especially the scenes between him and his friend, mm-hmm. but then the scenes between him and his wife, and then him and his mom, and him and his daughter. Yeah. They were all so nuanced for who he was talking to. Mm-hmm. While we're talking about his mom, Felicia Rashad. Felicia Rashad. It's great to see her. It, it felt like nice, seeing yeah. an old friend or like yeah, my grandma was exactly. back. And she's really, it's, I only have that one context for her for the most part. I maybe have seen her in a couple of other things, but it was really nice to see her in this role and she was really good. She was. The yeah. family dynamics were really cool. Yeah. I would say please go see this movie if you can see it in a theater to take advantage of what they yeah. do with sound design. I think that's really special. Yeah, I would say watch the first two, like Mm -hmm. I'm gonna, Mm -hmm. and then go see it. If I ever got a chance to talk to Michael B. Jordan, I would love to know if him being a director for the first time put him in a different place as far as like, so he basically was directing himself acting, and that's why maybe he was able to push himself a little bit more and be more nuanced in this role. That's a good point. Because he was watching it from behind a screen judging himself and then making maybe adjustments yeah. on what and he, he wanted to do give better. Him, it wasn't like a vanity project where he got, like a lot of the screen time was on the others. It didn't feel like a vanity project. No, yeah, it felt like he really was like, this isn't about me, I'm directing it, I'm starring in it, but 
I'm going to make sure this is a cohesive and well done movie. Yeah, I, like I think that. when the credits were rolling at the end and it said directed by Michael B. Jordan, I might have actually been like, what? Yeah. <laughs> in the theater. Again, yeah. I was there during the day with like five other people. I kind of love seeing movies during the day yeah. in a theater by myself. It's kind of a. It is nice. It's like a little retreat, a little gift. I think both are really interesting. Sometimes there's movies where I'm like, I'm going to go like Wednesday afternoon first or like early Sunday mm-hmm. uh, somewhere where I think it'll be small. And then there's other films where I'm like, oh, no, I want to hear people laughing or I want to hear a lot of people. So I know it's you know, choose your own adventure. I think it's also for me, it's. If I go see a movie in a theater, I am not distracted by anything or picking up my phone if there's yeah. like a slow scene or just the reflex of like doing something else when you're watching a movie at home. So yeah. I can't express enough like the joy of going to a movie in a theater. And I know if you've got a big family, it's not super cheap. But if you can save up and go see a, like a movie every quarter with people that you love yeah. on a big screen, it's really you know, save money from going out one night to the bars yeah. and treat yourself to a movie with your friends. Yeah. Agreed. And I've been dropping some major money on popcorn and milk duds oh, and just yeah. pour them all in there together. Sorry, keto. Not today. <laughs> not today, keto. <laughs> milk duds. And um, oh, what was it for Creed? Oh, it was Junior Mints. You know what I'd like to know in this week's Instagram poll? Yeah. What? Favorite movie candy oh, or snack that is a good poll. Like when you're not at home, but when you're out at a theater, if you could have any snack or treat that they're offered there, yeah. what is your choice? If you bring stuff from home, that's fine too. But I just want to know, like, what is your classic yeah. go-to movie theater purchase? That is a good one. Yeah, we, I would like to know that too. Mm-hmm. I would also like to know what is a movie is a food they don't have at the movies that you would like i don't like noise in the movies and so i thought if i ever if i ever run a movie theater i'm only gonna serve marshmallows (laughs) nice marshmallows are like bowls of soup without a spoon yeah (laughs) no spoon broth just only broth (laughs) or if movie theater bags of popcorn weren't vertical and more horizontal there'd be less crunching of a bag noise when you get to the bottom maybe like a soft bowl Mm -hmm. that they can return after yeah yeah bags are the culprit really crunch 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 i have a lot of theories on the subject now i really just want some candy (laughs) (laughs) like where's the closest candy Dory, Dory, what else have you been watching? <laughs> I was going to say, up in my desk. Let's go get some. <laughs> Let's see. What else have I been watching? Um, revisiting a classic last week. Yeah. The Big Lebowski. Oh, I haven't seen that in a while. I don't know if we talked about this. I guess I watch it once in a while. Still holds up. Still great. Um, it's fun to see John Goodman and all the actors so young. Yeah. That is a great movie, and it's, I genuinely think, one of the best modern comedies of all time. Mm-hmm. Coen Brothers, right? Yeah. And I watched it many times for a while, and I'm right now on a hiatus, a self-imposed hiatus, from watching it, because I think I'd watched it too much. So I genuinely think I'm going to wait like a decade. <laughs> I'm going to wait a long time so I can fully appreciate it. And then I'll just drop in to see what condition your condition exactly. is in. But it's so Coen Brothers... I don't love every movie they make, mm-hmm. but the movies that I like from them are just so imaginative 
and impressive and the performances are always so unique. I really love their movies. The dude abides. The dude does abide. What have you been watching well, this week? When you said that, it recalled that a few, maybe a few weeks ago, maybe a couple weeks ago, I rewatched 1984's John Carpenter film, Starman. Also oh, starring Jeff, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Oh, I loved that. His. Yeah. How does that hold up after you know so many years? It's still good. It's st- I mean, obviously dated, but I love an 80s movie that's dated is so entertaining. Mm-hmm. So like the effects and whatnot. And I do have a theory that 20% of movies from the 80s start with something from space falling to Earth. <laughs> after we were fascinated with space in the 80s. So much stuff comes to <laughs> Earth and starts a movie in the 80s. What was it inspired by true events? What was it? I don't know, stuff falling to the earth. Oh, in the I'm 80s? sure. I'm sure. And the, we were doing the space race and all mm. that stuff. People were fascinated, but every movie's about aliens or something falling down and affecting us. It is very interesting. And you're all in. I'm all in. All right. So we want to know what your favorite candy is. Yeah. What's your favorite? Uh, alien-themed 80s movie. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to choose from. Or do you have a theory on why? Yeah. I, we just I want to know all the questions from people that are listening Talk this long. Talk to us. Come on. We're bored. <laughs> <laughs> We're done talking to each other. We want to hear from you. That's right. Thank you guys so much for listening yeah. to us chatter. We'd like to thank Kiri Salinas for producing this episode and making a sound yeah. just tight. Yeah, yeah, tweet. And also thanks to Brett Newski for our wonderful song. And you know who we couldn't do this without? I don't. I have no idea. Nonprofit organizations, we rely on our member support. And it's really you guys that allow us to do fun things like this. So thank you to our members of Milwaukee Film and Radio Milwaukee. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. And go see a movie in the theater, please. By yourself. (laughs) Yeah, be alone. We're watching. (laughs) Creepy. (laughs) Not creepy. (laughs) Creepy, not creepy.